Hey everybody, welcome to episode five of our midweek podcast. My name is Pastor Josh. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, we're actually beginning a brand new series as a church called Close Encounters. This is really all about the different biblical instances where people have a face-to-face encounter with Jesus. And today, we're talking about a guy named Nicodemus. You can find a story in John chapter 3, verses 1 to 15. And this is the story where Nicodemus is uh, this, this amazing person who loves God very much and shows him by the way he keeps all of the commandments from the Jewish law. And so he's a Pharisee. He is one of the leaders within uh, Israel at the time in terms of religious piety. And he's curious to know exactly what Jesus is all about. And so he meets with Jesus at night when really what he's saying by his action is, I don't really want to meet you in the day so that everybody can see us because I worry too much about what people think. So they have this meeting at night just so that he could actually have this face-to-face And Jesus says yes, meets him, and they have this amazing conversation from there. It's one of these stories that really gets you, and it's a space that for many Christians, we get the term um, born again. Jesus actually says to Nicodemus, look, Nicodemus, the spiritual life is not just about this, uh, keeping all the rules and being very religious about everything. It's an issue that you need to be born again. You need to be birthed from the Spirit in a way that leads you to new life. Pastor Marvin defines this idea of being uh, born again or new birth. It's the spirit-led turning from reliance on myself to reliance on God's grace that was extended by Christ. You become a totally new person. You see, for Nicodemus, the idea of attaining favor with God or being okay with God or having a relationship with God was based around him keeping all of the rules. And the idea of new birth of what Jesus is saying in this third chapter of John is that the Spirit kind of roams around, brings people to new birth. You don't know where he's headed. You don't know what he's doing. But he's the one illuminating and animating people's hearts, turning their hearts of stone to hearts of flesh, Jeremiah says. And at the end of the day, when we talk about new birth, that's really what we have to capture here in this idea. Is that when we say born again... What do we really mean? Because at the end of the day, so many Christians, when we, when we hear that word, we mean a, a various, I mean, various things, don't we? I mean, for some people, when they hear the word born again, it is the only way uh, that, that they understand whether somebody is a real Christian or not. When you say the idea of born again, some people get these negative emotions because the only people that they know that are born again are very negative, very religious people that follow a bunch of rules and have no grace have really no compassion for people that might be a bit different than them. And so the idea of born-again Christian is is a very negative connotation. For others of us, we get really confused by it because, yes, like, I'm, I'm born again, but how does that kind of flow into everyday life? Like, I'm yes, I'm born again into this new life with Christ, but at, at the end of the day, it feels like I'm being dragged back to this old life that that is... It, that seems satisfying, but we really know it's not, and there's this conflict inside of our spirits. And so when we look at this idea of born again that Jesus is saying to Nicodemus, it's this incredible space for us as Christians to fall into because it allows us to understand that it really is not about us. Again, the way Pastor Marvin defined it is that it is the spirit-led turning from reliance on myself to reliance on God's grace that was extended by Christ. 
I mean, can you imagine what a spiritual life would look like if it was really all about you? And really, when you take the essence of Christianity, it really is about grace. Because every other religion on the planet it is truly about what you do. When you look at every major world religion, most of them have to, or all of them, sorry, have to do with you keeping the laws or you doing good works to earn your favor with God. And this idea of new birth is that it comes directly from God's grace. It has nothing to do with you. You are, are merely a participant. You are somebody that says, has a responsibility to respond to the calling of the Spirit to you. But at the end of the day, it's God that brings you to new birth. That's why even Ephesians 2, this idea of that we are saved by grace through faith, not by works that anybody should boast. When you look at every other world religion on the planet, it really is about keeping up appearances, doing the right thing, making sure that you are doing all of the stuff that the God or the teachings of that particular religion teach so that you can either appease the God uh, or you can attain some kind of enlightenment. And Christianity kind of takes all that out, doesn't it? I mean, for us, it, it it's not about that. It's really what it is about. It's about understanding what Jesus has done for you and I and saying, well, that is how I can have a new life. That's how I can be actually born again. That's how I can have new ambitions and new dreams. I can have a whole restart based on Jesus because it really isn't about what I do. It's this free gift of grace that he gives to us through the cross of Christ, through his resurrection, so that you and I can be set free then to live a brand new life, to be literally born again by God's Spirit so that we can live lives that are fulfilling, that please God. And now through Jesus, you got to understand we have favor with God. Like this is, this is probably one of the biggest misconceptions in evangelical Christianity today. It's a misunderstanding of what the gospel actually is. You see, we do things so that we can gain favor with God. And that's actually not what happens. If you've accepted Christ, you already have favor with God. All of the commands, all of the stuff that is in the Bible that we, we, we endeavor to follow is really about pleasing God. It's not about finding favor with him. Now it's about pleasing him. Right? Grace should lead us to obedience. And if it doesn't, maybe we've misunderstood what grace is. Pastor Marvin, when he finished his sermon, he actually said that the proof that Nicodemus had been changed was how he actually handled the death of Jesus. So here, I mean, you look further on inside of this particular portion of Scripture in John 19, and you see Nicodemus, this guy who would have become ceremonially unclean by touching a dead body, he actually handles the body of Jesus. Not only does he handle it, he prepares it. And he is willing to actually miss this, this Jewish festival that was so regular, Sabbath. Uh, and on top of it all, there's Passover at, at that particular time as well. And so he's willing to miss the very things that he had defined his life by so that he could actually prepare the body of Jesus. And see, again, when you think of born again, we always do this thing, and Pastor Marvin talked about this, where we, we think of somebody who's in desperate need of a complete changed life, right? So we think of people who, you know, have, have either killed a bunch of people, or we always go to extremes. They, you know, they've been in drugs forever. We don't think of people that are good citizens um, 
people that are just great people, folks that, you know, are very nice, that are good to their neighbors and are good to their spouses, are good to their kids. We don't think of people that morally and ethically seem to do all of the stuff that that is okay. We don't think of them as needing to be born again. And yet what the story of Nicodemus shows us is that it's not about how good you are or how bad you are. It's the very fact that you were born with this nature of sin inside of you and that you actually do need to be saved from something. And lots of times, I would say primarily for all of us, it's actually being saved from ourselves. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you a good example of this, okay? So Halloween is just around the corner. And every year around this time, since social media has kind of been around, maybe a few years after social media started, you have all of these videos of people giving tutorials on how to do makeup or costumes for Halloween. And it's amazing how talented some people are, right? I mean, some people are incredibly talented at completely changing the very fabric of who they are with makeup, with with fab, with you know costumes, all kinds of. They turn into completely different people, and what's going on on the outside does not reflect who that person actually is. Uh, you know, behind all of the makeup, behind the masks, behind the costumes. And the reality of, of this whole Nicodemus story is that, that that really is the case for all of us as well. I mean, we might not necessarily be great, you know, crazy about Halloween or whatever, it is, but on a, on a weekly, daily basis, many of us wake up in the morning and we put on our costumes to make sure that what people see are our A-list movies, you know. Our, our, our Grammy award-winning songs, our, the, our best foot forward. I mean, when you think of social media in general, you're, you, never, you never see the lowlights of people. You always see the highlights. Why? Because people are putting on their best foot forward to show the world how amazing of a human they actually are. And Jesus looks at this guy who is one of the best humans in that society. He's literally trying to do everything. I mean, he's so good of a human. Uh, he's so good at keeping the law that he's actually leading other people to do the same thing. And Jesus says to this man, no, no, you need to be born again. I mean, he's going after so many things here in Nicodemus's life. It's, it, it, it's, it's mind-blowing. He's going after the idol of intellect that Nicodemus has, isn't he? I mean, Nicodemus can't figure it out. He, he can't make any sense of it because what Jesus is saying is so out there that he can't put it into a logical box so that for him, it's comfortable. The other thing that Jesus is going after is Nicodemus's piety. The very fact that he defines himself as a good person because of how well he keeps the law. And Jesus says, no, no, even you, Nicodemus, need to be born again. You need to take off all of these masks. You need to have a new start. You need to have new ambitions and new desires. You have to have a new space of being. You need to be a person that is renewed completely, that is brand new, actually, because the person that is inside of you, the person that you are, it, it's not good enough. See, even with all of his religious accolades, even with all of the things that he was doing, Nicodemus was never going to be good enough to meet perfection, right? How do you put perfection, the God of heaven, the one that puts stars in the sky, how do you meet his 
his expectations and requirements for perfection. It doesn't matter how well you follow a law or laws in general. It doesn't matter how good of a person you are. You will never be good enough to actually be in relationship with God because of what happened in the garden. But because of what Jesus has done through the cross, because of the resurrection, you and I now have access. We have the ability to be in the very presence of God, to be in relationship with him in a way that's not only incredible and good, but actually leads us to life, will lead us to a completely new life, a a rebirth, if you will, being born again. So here's the challenge for you today. As you're listening to this, whether it's in your group or alone or whatever, wherever you find yourself, the challenge for you is this. When you think about being born again, are you living up to this idea of a brand new life? Are you taking what Jesus has offered you and has given you through the cross and through the resurrection, and are you living it out in a way as though it's, it's a brand new way of being? Now, let me be clear. I understand that for many of us, we came to Christ and we were in situations, whether you were married to somebody or whether you were, you know, in, in a, you have a particular family that you're a part of, whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that all of a sudden, now that you're born again, you just leave all of those things. I'm saying within that stuff, how have you lived up to this idea that you are a new creation, new person, you have new desires, new ambitions, in the midst of maybe a marriage that's not perfect, in the family that you have that maybe not necessarily is the most functional on the planet. See, whenever we come to Christ, whenever we're, uh, we're made new, we, we experience this new birth, it's not that we might be experiencing a new birth, but the world around us, the situations, circumstances, and problems that, that still are around us haven't experienced it, and yet they can, they can intersect with this brand new way of being. They can actually intersect with the kingdom that is now inside of you and experience something completely different that we hope would seed something inside of their hearts that would lead them to want to be part of this incredible kingdom as you share how Jesus has changed you, has brought new birth into your heart and life. Maybe you're listening today and, and you feel like you're too bad. Your, your past is too big. There's no way that Jesus could ever give you this new life. You have done too many things to ever gain God's favor. And yet that's the beauty, that's the scandal of this new birth, is that it comes from a space where Jesus says, look, you might not deserve this. You, you, don't, you don't actually deserve this. And yet what I want to do, because I love you, is give you this. I want to give you the opportunity to res- respond to the calling of, of my spirit to you to come and be a part of me. And you can have this brand new life. You can have a brand new restart, essentially hit the restart button on everything. It's not that he takes you out of the situations that you're in. It's not that now that you're a Christian or now that you've experienced new birth, everything's going to be just perfect and fine. It's that you have the guarantee that he's with you in the middle of it and will change your perspective so that your new life now is the way, through your new life, it's the way that you see the situation, circumstances, and problems that are in front of you. Listen, thank you so much for taking the time to actually go through this with us. We are so excited about this series. We just think that the reality is that not only do you and I need to encounter Jesus, but we have examples of how he has dealt with so many different people inside of the scriptures. The, the incredible part about the series is that we will see how Jesus deals so uh, specifically with people 
as they are. He, he doesn't go after them in a general sense. He goes after people exactly where they're at, tells them exactly what they need to hear and the way that they need to hear it. And so we hope that you're encouraged through this series. Make sure that you're, you're doing the questions with your small group if, if you have them. If you're not, you can access that through our website, elamchurch.ca, or you can go to our Facebook page where there's links to our midweek podcast. You can also download this on iTunes by searching up Elam Church, and we'll be uh, the, the first church there. Just click on it, and you'll be able to download all the episodes onto your phone, onto any, any device, actually, that you have. So you can either do that through Android, uh, or you can do that on, uh, on, on iTunes. And we're just so thankful that you're taking the time to listen to this. Listen, we hope that you take advantage of this new life that Jesus has given you, that you live it out in a way that is so good and so great that people look at you and say, my goodness, I want a restart through Jesus. Have a great week. 